Are you trying to stay up to date on crypto events? Well, you're in luck because we have another crypto current for you right here, right now on The Cryptocracy. Welcome back, Cryptocrats. We're bringing you this week's edition of Cryptocurrents. And if you are not sure what a cryptocurrent is, this is where we cover anything and everything that CryptoCorey thinks is important when it comes to current events, specifically to do with blockchain technology, cryptocurrency, and sometimes Elon Musk. Many but times Elon is that, Musk. Is that a good uh, yeah. description of what a cryptocurrent is? Yeah. Every time I sit down to write a cryptocurrent, I look for an Elon Musk story and unfortunately did not find one today. It's kind of become a, a running gag at this point, I feel like. Yeah, I think it's kind of become a part of who, who we are. We're um, Elon Musk fans and uh, continue to uh, thrive on the obscene amount of hilarity he injects into our life um and and he he's a very serious person but it's just he's just funny um i don't think he intends to be um i I saw him talking to a group of people and he he said something along the lines of uh, they were talking about jeff uh bezos and uh you know the space race and uh, i guess bezos kept suing uh him and uh uh suing the government trying to get them to uh at least consider him or award him a contract that i think that um, uh, uh, Elon Musk had already won and he basically said well you can't sue your way to space and it was hilarious and I don't and he kind of looked like he was taken off guard like I don't think he intended it to be funny I think he was saying you can't sue your way to space and it was just, just matter of factly it it was, yeah and it funny. just happened to be funny so um, so I I don't know I'm, I'm getting long-winded again here I just think um, a lot of the things he does and says are are hilarious and very entertaining to me so we will continue to bring him uh to the front whenever we can whenever whenever we can connect it to crypto we will all right well let speaking of uh of crypto which this podcast is about um no so, uh, this, this podcast is about blockchain we just talk about crypto because that's what our eight listeners want to hear uh, but it's really about blockchain um okay sorry i was gonna make a joke but i don't it wouldn't make sense all right so a hair i was about to say 71 percent of our listener of our eight listeners want to hear about cryptocurrency, but so a Harris poll report finds that 71% of crypto investors are confident they will become billionaires. So this is hilarious. I think, um, are, are you one of those? No. Uh, 71%. No, I, I included this story here, um, so that we could, um, inform our eight listeners, uh, that uh, and let them know that they are not going to become billionaires. Um, uh, there goes another listener. Yeah. So now we're I, down to seven. Yeah. We're, we no. We're, we're going to lose seventy one percent of. Oh, we're going to lose seventy one. I don't know. Maybe maybe our executive producer can do the math on that. I can't figure it out in my head. Um, uh, I think that'd that, be six. I, you know, I read a just under six. Listeners. I read an I read an interesting. Um, I don't know if it was a book or it was an article talking about really how billionaires are made in different industries. And a lot of it has to do with timing. Um, when, when they get into a certain industry uh, and, and the ones that get into it earlier are typically the ones that, that become uh, billionaires or multi-billionaires. And if you look back in, in time, you'll see 
um, the 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 billionaires in in like industrial uh, when the industrial revolution took off, the billionaires that were involved in um, uh, railroads and oil and um, now more more recently uh, the the internet age uh, the, the the computer age and so you the, you know the Bill Gates of the world um, and uh, well man I'm drawing up the Steve Jobs of the world Zuckerberg uh, well Zuckerberg came later because he's social media he's, he's oh he's, I thought you were just talking about internet in general no 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 because remember the member computers began before. Well, the internet's been around for a long time, but in a usable format that that the consumer could. Oh, so could, you're saying like computers as computers, calculators yeah. back in the day, like the Turing? Uh, no, I'm I'm talking about like when when the TRS-80 came out and the the Commodore 64. Those were really the the precursors to uh, Microsoft. Uh, when and you know Microsoft becoming just a powerhouse, and then uh, Apple following along. Apple always had a, a little bit better product um, than the uh, the the PC. Um, but they almost went out of business, but I don't think people remember that. Um, but Apple was pretty much dead. Well, didn't Microsoft buy a bunch of their stock at one point? Yeah, they, they did. They did. Um, and I'm pretty certain they probably did that because one, they probably saw the value of, uh, Apple and also they didn't want an antitrust. Like if Apple goes out of business, there's, there's nobody to compete with Microsoft. Those were the two, uh, dominant, dominant operating systems. And in the case of Apple an operating system and hardware, and I think one of the things that Apple has done really well is that they've always designed the hardware to be able to run their their operating system so there's less bugs, uh, if you will. Whereas Microsoft said, you know what, uh, this can run on any Intel uh, x86 architecture, um, you know, go go to town, uh, we don't care, we're not going to be in the hardware business. Um, that's kind of changed over time. They they tried to do the, the Microsoft uh, Windows phone, that was a disaster. Um, they've forayed into laptops, um, really their, their tablet. Yeah. Um, the, like the surface, the, 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 the surface, surface line is really their own. I guess you can Xbox is a hardware, but that's not yeah, really. A- Xbox, um, c- kind of fits into that, that theme, but, but their their surface line is actually pretty solid. Yeah. Their, their surface, surface line is laptop good. for, I still have it. It's actually what I use for this podcast. Yeah. There's today, cause I forgot it, but yeah, there, there's a lot of it's people that, that have them. Um, I know that they're, they're lightweight. And so I see a lot of people at, at work who use them. I don't use them. I, I still prefer a MacBook, um, which is funny because I, I spent the majority of my career as a windows developer. Um, well, not a windows, but a, a Microsoft based developer, uh, .NET, uh, framework. So that was, that was pretty much my, my coding career. Um, you know, in, in the Microsoft world, um, you know, Microsoft's, uh, SQL server, uh, Microsoft's, uh, windows, uh, uh, web servers, um, what not, I'm, now I'm starting to draw a blank. I can't even remember, remember all the terminology cause it's been so long since I've written code, but, but that was my, my world. But then, uh, when I started using, when I got out of programming and started using the Mac, it just, there's no comparison to, um, how yet, yet you hate iPhones? I do. I well, that's a whole. Paul, you're you're gonna drag me down a a dark road. Maybe, maybe we need to have an uh, episode. You know, that's just on just on why. Yeah, I I'm a, I'm an Android phone user. Um, I I do prefer the Android phone. I like the interface a little bit better. I just don't like uh, Apple iPhones, but I love my MacBook. So I you know take that for what for what you will but for what it's worth yeah so anyways why we really that we had an adhd moment here um so 
early entry into a market is really what what determines um, if a person is going to become a billionaire or not. And so if you look at the people uh, who hit uh, the computer industry or the uh, internet, uh, like uh, Mark Cuban or even Elon Musk. Oh, look, we have Elon Musk. Um, there we go. That's how we pay, connected PayPal. Uh, I think that was his how we made his original money was was off of PayPal. Um, and then we talked about Zuckerberg, uh, social media, um, Jack Dorsey uh, with Twitter, um, things you know, things of that nature. It, it's it's the first ones that become the billionaires, and so the the crypto billionaires are are made already. And unless you're able to go out there and start your own your own blockchain and, and your own your own project that uh, takes off and you hold a lot of the of the cryptocurrency of 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 that project uh, the chances of you becoming a billionaire are pretty slim is it possible yeah it's possible maybe if you take a hundred thousand dollars and and risk it um you know and get a really big return on an on an obscure coin that becomes popular and hyped up and you sell at the right time then maybe you can make a billion dollars but the chances of that happening are are slim so that's why i think that this um this survey i find kind of disturbing um, because I, I think there's a lot of people who are pinning uh, some serious false hopes in, in crypto um, as to whether or not they're going to be, be billionaires. And you can, you can certainly see that a lot of people who might be a little more desperate, um, maybe near nearing the end of their careers because Americans don't uh, tend to save a lot of money um, thinking that this is kind of a hail Mary. I'll, I'll invest a, a ton of money into crypto and I'll be able to get my retirement out of it, maybe get $10 million or $100 million or, or whatever. Um, I think that's a dangerous position to be in because I think you're starting to, now you're operating off of just um, false information. And that kind of false information or false belief could, could lead you to do something very risky, like take uh, the money that you have saved up for retirement and put it into crypto and then just gamble and, and lose it all. So what can you expect um i think if if you have the money to to spare um and don't really want to be a trader and don't want to have to watch the crypto market uh every day um to manage your investment then um you you know josh we've talked about this before i'm saying just buy some bitcoin and, and buy some ethereum and sit on it for 10 years and maybe maybe buy a little bit each month um, and, and you should get a healthy return, maybe even a 10 X return. But, um, if you're going to take a hundred thousand dollars that you need to retire and put it into Bitcoin, um, that's very foolish. Even though I think it'd probably win over the long term. there's no guarantees in this market, but, um, certainly you're not going to become a billionaire. Yeah. Unfortunately not. Reality is sometimes harsh, but yeah, but, but it doesn't mean you can't make money. You know, no, you're just safe I, about it. I think we've been very clear about that. Again, well, this is not financial advice. We're not telling you to run out and and buy any cryptocurrency. Um, we've been very clear and transparent. I think on some of the investments that I've put money into that that haven't done well. Um, like Feg is a great example. I've you know I put a lot of money into Feg and and my Feg holdings um, are down i mean it's just ridiculously down in fact it's down so much that it isn't even worth selling uh, at this point i still and again and maybe i'm naive and and foolish uh as the next person i still believe in in what they're doing and think that there's a good chance that that there'll be a comeback and i'm certainly rooting for them um but right now it's it's pretty close to to a lost uh cause and had i had i believed in them like i do and did 
and thought, hey, I'm going to liquidate one of my IRAs and put all that money into FEG because it's going to make me a billion dollars, guess where I'd be sitting? I'd be sitting on a, on, a, on a 100x loss instead of a 100x gain. And that's really what, um, what, what you got to look at. Um, you know, you, you can lose all your money really quickly and, and be in a sad state. Yeah. Which we do not want that for any of our no. listeners. Again, I, I mean, if you want the safe thing, buy Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to do, if you want to just buy something and not do anything and not be proactive, just buy Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin, be done. It's a safe bet. Maybe safe not bet. super exciting. Not going to make you a million dollars. Unless I mean, it's you, down. I mean, if it goes back to 60, that's a, uh, yeah. I mean, if you that's put, a 3X. Yeah. If you put 20,000 yeah, like 20 20, into it now and it goes back to 60, um, that's a 3X return. If it goes to 100,000, that's a 5X. But I mean, it's got to go up to a lot for it, it to, you either have to put a, a lot of money in it. But but what is it compared to like what the market grows on average? What eight percent? I mean that's a lot less. Yeah, than roughly eight percent. Right? But yeah, but you could say that's my math mar- correct on that. Right, but in terms of risk, um, if you're going to talk pure risk based on what we know now, and over historical performances, then the stock market is by far um, less risky than than investing in Bitcoin. Now, it's. It, again, it's my my belief is that Bitcoin is going to be a great investment and will have uh, higher than than average returns and, and can make a lot of money, but but it's still a risk, and you have to consider that when you're investing. Unfortunately, um, there's only eight people that listen to us, so the other you know nine billion people in the world aren't going to hear our words of warning, and at least seventy one percent of those people uh, are thinking they're gonna gonna make it in crypto, and that's um, yeah. that's so- sorry to break the the bad news. Yeah, and and you know it's, I I get these questions all the time. The minute I tell people, you know, I casually, you know, it seems to come up in every conversation when I'm when I'm out to dinner with friends or talking to someone that I have a podcast. You know, I somehow casually slip that in there, um, just to see what their reaction is and and um, tell them it's a it's a podcast on on cryptocurrency, just to see if I can get a a conversation going uh, to amuse myself. Um, and most of the time I get two reactions. Uh, one of them is, oh, well, isn't crypto a Ponzi, uh, you know, scam? And the other is, oh, man, um, w- you know, what do you think about this coin or, or that coin? Or, you know, wh- wh- what should I invest in? And there's never any real curiosity about what is cryptocurrency? What does it mean? How does it work? Um, you know, what is this What is this blockchain behind it? It's, it's either it's a scam or I'm going to become a billionaire. Uh, but there not, doesn't seem to be much in, in between. And again, that's kind of... That's the reality. It's, that, yeah, it's, that, and yeah. it's a little bit alarming. Yeah. All right, so we've beaten the subject. Today. Yeah, let's, let's, let's move let's on move to the on. next one. Uh, MicroStrategy buys 301 Bitcoin. Public company now holds 130,000 Bitcoin. So this is a really interesting story because I believe we talked several weeks ago about how Michael Saylor... Stepped down. He stepped down. I mean, he's still like in some sort of... Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, know. I haven't really... Consulted. He's like still on the board, right? Yeah, I, and I haven't really looked into, um, you know, what what the arrangements are with with him and and MicroStrategy. I mean, he owns, I think, enough of the stock to vote himself into uh, a leadership position. I, I think I think he he stepped down. He said he wanted to to focus more on cryptocurrency. I think there's probably more to it than that. However, I, you know, they they bought another 301 Bitcoin, so someone made that decision. And if it if it wasn't him, it uh, it was someone who's running the company who seems to still believe in Bitcoin. Um, the 301, I think, was just to round it out to 130 
thousand Bitcoin. I mean, you have to. Yeah, you have you to. You have to round it Yeah, because yeah, no one wants... 129,000, that's just... 129,999 I mean, just makes yeah. no sense. That extra one Bitcoin got them to the 130,000. Um, it could be a signal that they're done buying for a while um, so that they have that nice round number. They are the largest holder of Bitcoin as a, as a private uh, entity. Um, you know, I... With the price of Bitcoin where it's at, um, my price targets uh, for purchasing more Bitcoin are about sixteen thousand right now. I'm not I'm not buying any unless it goes below that. Um, my my price targets of the uh, thirteen hundred uh, range for uh, Ethereum. I had some uh, buys set up and those those executed uh, a couple of days ago. Um, I still have some buys in at twelve hundred, eleven hundred, and and a thousand. Um, anything lower than a thousand and I will pull a Michael Saylor and sell off everything I own, um, to buy, uh, Ethereum, because I think that that's a, that's a easy bet. And that may sound counter to what I've just told everyone. Don't, <laughs> don't dump your life savings in. Do listen, do what we tell you, not do what, what we, we do. say, but yeah, not do what, what we say, do. not what we do. Yeah. But uh, f- for me, uh, Ethereum under a thousand dollars is just a, is a steal. And I, and I will be, um, liquidating um, some other holdings to to purchase uh, Ethereum at that price. It's a, it, to me, it's a no brainer. Um, again, it's not my retirement fund, um, but it's it's going to be something that I that I do as a, as a quick money maker um, and and intend to flip it when it when we go back up and start hitting some of the reverse price targets of like fifteen hundred, two thousand, twenty five hundred, and 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 we'll see from there. Um, but so I just thought it was interesting that uh, MicroStrategy is still buying Bitcoin and they they still just, believe. Yeah, that's that's strange. All right, uh, the Nasdaq has a, the Nasdaq establishes crypto unit. It sees increased demand for digital assets among institutional investors. So I think that's just another example. If I can say my two cents before you jump in, but another example of how you know crypto is not going away. And I think we mentioned last week or two weeks ago, sorry, that um, you know one reason at least why we think that crypto is not going away is because the government is, you know, continuously and consistently taking it seriously. I think this is just another example. Is that, is that a fair uh, take on this or what are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, it, it is. And I, and I think it's uh, interesting to, um, to look in depth as, as to what they're doing and, and what they're investing in. They're looking at uh, custodial, um, uh, to, to having like a, like a custodial unit to where their you know customers can can buy uh, digital assets and and store it uh, with them. Um, it said that they're they want a custody solution and they're going to have some some version of like hot wallets and and cold wallets, um, which I think is which I think is interesting because it's it, it, it's an it's an interesting understanding of where they think the market's going because it's not them going out and hyping cryptocurrency to get you to buy it and flip it or do this and that it's actually investing in the in the underpinnings of the crypto industry like like putting an in investment in the infrastructure for it which is a which is a longer term strategy than just buying and selling assets and, and hoping to make a make a profit on either a spread or um you know, buying the assets themselves and quickly flipping them around. This is a long-term investment because they're they're looking at uh, you know custodial services, which is which is the difference between um, you being a, a home flipper and and a and an apartment complex owner. 
Does that make sense? Uh, it does to me. Yeah, because so you know, with the apartment complex, you're in this for the long term. You want tenants. You, you know, you're looking at this 20, 30 years down the road um, as an investment. Whereas with a home flipper, you're saying, "Hey, the market's hot. Let me go buy this piece of property, uh, put a coat of paint on it, and flip it and make a you know make ten percent and and walk away." Um, that's not what they're doing. They're they're investing in the apartment complex. They they want the long term tenants. And so they think that there's there's going to be long-term custodial services, otherwise they wouldn't be investing in it. And these are the types of signs that I look for that help re reinforce in my mind that that crypto is here to stay. If, if, if and again, if you if you hear this, if you're just tuning in, you you came across this on you know whatever whatever um, podcast. You uh, Google worst crypto current po- <laughs> worst worst crypto currency <laughs> podcast. The lowest and this listened up. to cryptocurrency podcast. And we came up and you started listening to it and somehow you made it past the first, you know, 15 minutes of foolishness and you're hearing, well, is, is crypto here to stay? Yes. I mean, look at look at these players and, and what they're investing in. It's just more than the cryptocurrency. It's the infrastructure for it. And that's an important distinction, I, I think. No, I, I think that that's an important distinction. So I think our eight listeners will enjoy that or will appreciate yeah, uh, our executive producer says we're 20 minutes in already. I can't, okay. I can't believe that. All right, well, let's 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 hurry and wrap this up then. Um, so this one's new. I don't think we've ever talked about this billionaire before. Uh, but billionaire David Rubenstein is bullish on crypto, optimistic about regulations. So who's he? We haven't mentioned. Yeah, him so before, he's uh, no. So he's been around for a while. He's the founder of the Carlyle Group. Um, they've been around for uh, at least 20 or or 30 years. I I can't remember. It's been a long time since I looked up the Carlisle group. If I remember correctly, they've, they've invested in things like um, real estate. Um, I do think that they have like a, a lending arm that, that um, lends out money. They also uh, bought into at least one, maybe several um, defense uh, companies. Um, They're a very large uh, private uh, equity firm um, with, you know, a few hundred billion un- under management. And so, you know, he's very well, uh, uh, David Rubenstein is very well um, respected. And he's saying, hey, I'm, I'm bullish on crypto. And the, the, the thing that caught my eye about this, because there's actually been quite a few um, uh, wealthy investment advisors or, or billionaires who are, who are coming onto the, the crypto bandwagon, I think there's a lot more that are in the shadows that we just don't know about who just aren't going to come out and tell you. Um, but, but the thing that, that caught my eye with, with this story is that his take is that, you know, that the industry isn't going away, but that, that the, um, the government, uh, particularly in the United States, is not going to regulate uh, cryptocurrency out of existence, that they are going to come to some sort of um, happy medium with, you know, keeping the government happy with, with some sort of regulation, but not making it too difficult for it to uh, survive here and thrive in the United States. And the reason why he's saying that is because what, what he's seeing with his contacts in, in Congress is that there's a large constituency out there who are talking to their senators and their um, representatives saying, don't, don't you dare regulate cryptocurrency out of business. I will throw you out of office. I'm a single issue voter. No, those are my words. He didn't actually say that. He just says that the cryptocurrency constituency out there is is pretty strong. But if if they're like me, um, you know, at this point when it comes to cryptocurrency, I'm a, I'm a single issue voter. If you are against cryptocurrency, you don't get my vote. I don't care what party you are, um, you're not getting my vote. 
And I'm, I'm very vocal about that um, because I think that cryptocurrency is financial freedom and that it is the best tool for people in, in third world countries and you know developing nations to who don't have access to banking like we do um, to have a financial leg up and participate in a global economy. And I think that cryptocurrency will become more important in, in as a humanitarian um, function, um, you know, to, to, to people who live in the, in the, in these countries. And um, I think it's just uh, insane for a government to, to regulate it out of business unless they're afraid of the competition. And, um, and I, and I think that there are some governments that truly are afraid um, and I would class the United States government in, in that category, but the way our elections work, if the constituency is against it, they're just not going to, they're not going to outright ban it. Yeah. So that's, that's what appealed to me by this story. You know, having, having a billionaire who's kind of tapped into those circles saying, Hey, um, what, what he's seeing with his contacts in Congress is that the, the constituency is going to vote him out of office if they, if they clamp down too hard. So he's expecting that it's here to stay and that the regulation will be, uh, will be good or uh, good enough and that it's uh, it's a good investment. And he's been investing. He says that uh, Bitcoin's at a great price, so he's buying. Right on, right on. All right, well, that about uh, wraps it up for this cryptocurrent, I think. Um, if you haven't already, give us a like and a follow on Twitter, on Instagram at the underscore cryptocracy and, and at the cryptocracy respectively um, give us a rating and review if you haven't and share this podcast with your family and friends who may or may not be interested in crypto and always stay cryptic. Mm-hmm.